Hello, black child. It's so good to know you're here. Do you know how much you mean to us? You are our everything. You are the best parts of us. You are absolute joy. You are absolute love. You are safe. You mean so much to the world. As we honor you, our future, we celebrate those who came before us and promise to continue honoring them and loving each other. Most importantly, loving you, black child. This week, as we relax, we will explore the idea of seeing something in a special or unique way. Some people call this point of view. Others may call it perspective. This week's proverb is from Sudan. It says, The dung beetle saw its sons on the wall and said, These are pearls put together on a string. What does this mean? Well, the dung beetle is a beetle we usually see around poo. <laughs> Did that make you laugh? I'm glad. Lots of proverbs have to do with things wise people have observed or seen about animals and nature. These wise people learned from paying attention to those animals or those different parts of nature, no matter how big or small. Since dung beetles are found in these places, many people may not see them as beautiful or even things that we can love. But to its mother, a dung beetle is as beautiful as a pearl on a necklace. Beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. Repeat after me. I am loved. I am cherished. I see beauty everywhere. Now, lie down in bed and close your eyes. Good job. Take in a deep breath, filling your belly with as much air as possible. Now slowly breathe out. Try it again. In, filling your tummy up like a giant balloon. And slowly exhale out. Well done. Do this one more time. Breathe in. Hold it and out. your toes. Wiggle. Keep wiggling. Wiggle. Good. Stop. This time, when you wiggle your toes, wiggle your feet too. Go. Wiggle. 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 And stop.
Now, can you move your legs around? I know that feels funny, but you can do it. You can shimmy your legs, wiggle your legs, or squeeze your legs, anything you want. Go. One, two, three, four. Stop. You are so good at this. Okay. Wiggle your fingers. Nice. Wiggle. <laughs> Wiggle. Wiggle. And stop. Can you make a fist with your hands? Nice work. Let go. Can you make your arms move like tentacles on a jellyfish? That's right. Woo. Move them around for one, two, three, four. Stop. Nice. Can you turn your head to the left? Good work. Can you turn your head to the right? You got it. On three, I want you to squeeze every part of your body. Make a fist, scrunch up your toes, hold your jaw tight, everything that you can hold together. Got it? One, two, three, go. Let go. Well done. Go ahead and make a silly face. <laughs> you are so funny. Let it go. Smile really, really wide now. Keep smiling. Let it go. Make an angry face. <laughs> Let it go. Breathe in. And breathe out. Let your head sink into your pillow. Let your head rest completely. Breathe in. And out. You remember that your body is a group of different parts connected together. Breathe in. Breathe out. There is life flowing back and forth inside of you, like a great river. You even see a river. You look around and see that you are floating on a raft. This is an easy river. You see gray rocks. They line the sides of the river. The sound of water calms you. And you remember to keep breathing in and out. This water is crystal clear. 
You can see the pebbles and the rocks underneath you. Two orange and white koi fish swim next to you. They scurry ahead, taking turns leading one another. And you laugh watching their race. A breeze pushes you forward and you feel a mist on your face. Teeny tiny drops of water all around you. Your raft begins to turn a corner and you hear the sleepy bellow of a waterfall. And then you see it. Your raft stops. You are far enough to stay safe, but close enough to see, feel, and hear this waterfall. The water seems to pour in from the sky as if it were storming. But as you look up, you only see sunlight. The water is an icy blue, and when it gets to the river, it joins in with the clear water streaming over pebbles and reflecting the light of the sun. You look over your raft into the water and it is reflecting your face just like a mirror. You stare back at the fall and feel the water all around you misting in the air. You decide to rest here a while. Don't worry, you are safe. That's it. Rest. Oh, this is beautiful. You feel your raft beginning to float away from the waterfall. As you take one more look, you remember how it flows from a great source of power just like you. You remember it is made up of streams of moving energy, just like you. How water is one of the world's most precious creations, just like you. You remember that you are all things that are good. Relax. Our first story tonight is about a community who receives a reminder about what is important in life. So, let's begin. Love will light the way. The spark, they heard, was a magical light that only came out once a year. It was the bright, Warm, fast and slow, beautiful, scary, funny, and friendly light. When it came, it visited every home, doing tricks and then leaving as quickly as it came. 
The Bludens loved to watch it, as it made their homes into stages, each family smiling when they finally got their chance to see it. It had been many years since the first spark, the beginning of their lifetimes here in the burrows of this land. But in these years, so many of them grew to love their new home. The tunnels and pathways smelled of fresh flowers, the ground lined with untouched stones, rubies, emeralds, and rose quartz. It looked like a treasure box rested beneath their feet. Each step, a rainbow shining off the floor, reminding them that like those gems, they too were the Earth's greatest secret and greatest treasure. The roots of many Amwalu trees formed comfortable homes where the Bludens rested and more than anything enjoyed one another's company. At the end of most of their days, younger Bludens gathered with elder Bludens and they would sit in the center of the tunnels, the point as it was called. The elders would tell stories of those who came before them. They would explain that everyone had a purpose. Everyone was important. The most popular story was always the story of the spark, how the first spark came to be, how when the power of all of their hearts combined, they created a single beam of light so bright it lit all of the burrows, creating a new space for their world to form, for them to live, for them to love. The elder Bludens would have puddles of tears in their eyes, thinking of how the spark loved them into being, how it visited them year after year, how it reminded the elders of their own years as children, reminding them of the elders who showed them how to love, remembering how wonderful it is to come from a people who have a loving history. It had been said that the spark came each year when it felt the burrow was ready for a visit. The Bludens did their best every year to then make their homes more and more stunning to welcome the spark. Each year it seemed the spark moved faster and faster through their homes. They felt maybe it was excited, excited to see the beautiful things they created for it, excited to see this wonderful home. This time around, it was the coldest day of the year when the Bludens set out their biggest welcome celebration yet. Each Bluden family wanted to have the most impressive decorations in the tunnels. Some set out candles, others wreaths, a few polished gems on the grounds in front of their huts, and in the bark of the wallow trees near their family hole. Some made elixirs of twinkleberry plum punch, and others warmed pies of yamish, while many sent their children spraying numsy oil in the air. This year it seemed there was less to share and more to show. 
Everyone hoped the spark would be proud. Their tunnels glowed yellow, all seven of them right up to the point. Now, it was time. The entire borough waited for the magnificent spark to come by, but it never came. In fact, all of the lights went out in the tunnels. Many hours passed and still no light. It wasn't until the sun peeked through the holes that the Bludens retreated to their homes. By late morning, some of the elders began to gather at the point. Knowing they should not listen in, the younger Bludens waited in their homes. They waited to hear what the elders would say. Waited to hear what they had done wrong. Too few wreaths? Not enough numsi oil. Maybe they hadn't polished the gemstones. At the end of their time together, each of the seven elders went back to their tunnels, each speaking to their own groups. Their message was the same. Mama Yah, the great elder, had spoken, and she explained. The spark had not visited that night, and the light will not return because we have abandoned our ways. Each year the spark moved faster and faster in sadness, not excitement. Each year we created spectacular things, but each year we grew colder towards one another, and thus our home has grown colder as well. This year we focused so much on decorating to make up for the cold, that we forgot to keep each other warm. The first spark was started by love, a wanting to be together. The most beautiful burrow in the world will not create that kind of light. Only the most genuine kind of love. For the next year, the Bludens had to rely on one another again. With little to no light, they helped one another when traveling the tunnels. They gathered under pockets of sunlight, enjoying days together before it got too dark, walking one another home. At the end of this year, the Bludens forgot what it was like to live with light throughout their tunnels. They slept quietly in their burrows one night when a warm feeling passed by each of their faces. Family after family, hut after hut, light returned to the tunnels. Waking first to see if their neighbors had the same luck, the Bludens were overjoyed to see that they had restored love and light to their community. From then on, the Bluden burrows never missed a visit from the spark. They focused on kindness in their community, not just the beauty in their burrow. The gems and wreaths were nice, but it was their spirit that lit the spark, and it would be their love that would continue to light the way.
What an amazing story. The Bludens had forgotten why they had the things they had. By listening to their elders and working together, they were able to bring light back to their community. But they needed to remember to see beauty in one another. Sometimes in life, we can care too much about the things that we think make us beautiful. When we see beauty in the important things in life, like love, community, and our home, Earth, then we can achieve great things. Like our proverb, our next story comes from Sudan and features two animals we haven't heard much about in our stories so far, the mouse and the beetle. Once upon a time, a mouse married a beetle. On a hot day, the beetle went down to the river to wash her old, worn, and tattered woolen blanket. A burst of wind blew and swept her rag away. The beetle clung to it, and the wind carried them both to an island in the river. The beetle was shocked when she landed. She looked out and by the riverbank saw a young boy. She recognized him as the young boy who lived in the house where she, her husband, and her children had their home. The beetle screamed out, Young man, go tell my husband, the mouse with the longest tail, that his wife is in danger. The boy looked and looked not find who it was this voice was coming from. Still, he ran home to his mother and said, a voice at the riverside told me to tell the mouse with the longest tail that his wife is in danger. Though his mother was very confused, the mouse overheard and knew just who he was talking about. His children watched as he scrambled through their small but cozy family home. He set off to find his beloved. When he found her on the tiny island, he swam and swam until he could swim no more. Finally, reaching the shore of the island, he yelled, jump on my back. She did, and the two returned to shore. When they arrived home, their children waited outside, and Mother Beetle was overjoyed at the beauty of all the things she saw. Her husband, the mouse, their children, her tattered woolen blanket, and their home. Things that others may have found small or unimportant, she understood, were but pearls put together on a string just for her. We loved this story. It was short and sweet, yet it reminded us that some things that one living being may think isn't important might be valuable to another. Mother Beetle saw beauty in her shawl. Though it was old, she was thankful for it. She was grateful for her children. They are the children of two creatures that many people may not like, a mouse and a dung beetle. But she saw them as precious. She was thankful to be in her home, though some might see it as just a tiny hole. She appreciated all of these things and saw beauty in the blessings she was given in life. 
this gave her a will or a strength to survive. As we end our time together, don't worry, we'll be back to help you rest. Remember that we can find beauty in so many things and find reasons to be thankful all the time. Today and every day, we see beauty in you, Black Child. We give thanks for you. You are our greatest accomplishment. You are stunning, extraordinary, wonderful, magical, and our truest love. As always, it was fun spending time with you. Whatever you do, don't forget, we love you. Good night, Black Child.